Sorry, I'm going to get that in recording. You're not going to bitch? I, I don't have much to bitch about. Okay. Well, in that case, let's get to the intro here. Okay. <laughs> oh, this fucking intro. <laughs> This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the B-movie battle sanctioned by the government of Wonderland. Square words of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the show. All other swear words are restricted. Wonderland officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the show and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for one continuous hour. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until the review concludes. Blessed be our Wonderland leaders in America, a nation reborn. B-movie battle is now in effect. Hello, citizens. Welcome to B-Movie Battle 53, Nick Cage Cast 31 for Pig from 2021. I'm Phoenix West. Jack, Jack, Jack. I'm Jansen Carlin. Hi, guys. Welcome. Um, this is like fresh off the press, Nick Cage. This is, I, I want the presses. Part of the reason I wanted to do this episode and I pushed it forward in our schedule was because it's brand fucking new. I, I, to the point where I didn't realize how new and that most of us didn't have access to the movie. Nope. But uh, luckily... We, we watched it. All of us watched it. And uh, where do I begin? Because this is the freshest of Cage. This is like right out the slaughterhouse cage. Mm-hmm. And this, Literally. So this is the most recent thing you can watch. This is like, I don't know if he was married before this when he shot it or married after. Because he just got married again for the fifth time or fourth time. Well, but, in the IMDb trivia, when they were shooting the movie, they went and saw the, the Parasite movie. So that was last. That was okay, so he wasn't married yet. So, this is a brand fucking new, and I just want to say, Cage can fucking act. Mm-hmm. God damn. Cage can, fu- I keep telling you, this is why I do a show about the man. He's a good actor. <laughs> he is. When this, he wants to be. <laughs> the problem is, is that the dialogue was minimal. The dialogue yeah. was minimal. Well, we point. have to call that out. Don't get me wrong. Dialogue is not all acting is, right? But no. the dialogue was minimal, so I'm going to call that out. Well, think about this. The dialogue was nothing for Willy's Wonderland, and that movie, he fucking sucked in it. Yeah. There's a lot of things that contributed to that, though. This made up for Willy's Wonderland, and then some. Yeah. Sure. This I is really, one of I my really... favorite Nick Cage movies ever. Yeah. I really like It was so unexpected. Like, yeah. Where do we begin? I didn't see, I didn't see any trailer. Me no, I didn't no. see any like snippets about the story. Nothing. I had zero idea about what was going to happen in this movie. And I first off thought we were straight up watching Hillbilly um, John Wick. Yes. And, and I do want to pause right there because that is a very valid thought when you're watching this. <laughs> because right. it is the same premise. And to sure. be honest, the same, the same payoff. 
Because if you think this movie's about his pig and how he's going to get it back, the pig doesn't matter. It's no. a movie about loss and accepting grief. loss and moving on from grief and all that mm-hmm. without and, ever and saying ways, it. In different ways that people are handling grief. And, and yes. not even like, and we don't even, even get a, a full deep picture of what each person's grief is. Nothing no. is ever really said about what actually happened. It's just all kind of understood which was amazing. Um, annoying at times, but amazing. I'm a, I'm annoying to the, yeah. annoying to the fact for me that I was just like kind of wanting to know more. I think. Okay. That, that's fine. I was perfectly okay with everything I watched and had no questions. And I was like, they briefly touched on things and moved on mm-hmm. and you didn't focus or linger on things too much other than where they wanted to linger. Like there's some shots that are really long of like people just sitting, like just sitting there. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what they're going for, though. It's, but you're not thinking like, "Where is this going?" Here it is. Well, and this is this director's this. directorial debut too, right? His first what feature, I, I believe. His first feature. I think he did some shorts. He's done shorts. Before the, yeah, and some TV work. But, but I just, yeah, this guy, uh, uh, Michael Sarnowski. Sarnowski, great fucking job, dude. I, I have Excellent. I have zero notes for you. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I don't know. I've, I've I've not talked about a movie like this since I watched the first episode of Nick Cage cast when I did The Trust, which is Nick, ah! Nick Cage and Elijah Wood, and it just was. Yeah, they let Cage go in that movie with Elijah Wood, and it's just like perfection. And nah, this is this is Oscar Cage right here. That's what this is. He's he's really good in it. Yeah, he's really good, yeah, and I feel sure. like he's gonna get snubbed. Obviously, he's not even getting nominated. Sure. This movie's gonna well, get so he's a, overlooked. He's a white. He's a white man. They're not gonna give him an award right now. He's a Coppola though. He's the Coppola. Oh wait, it's happen. not the '70s anymore. That doesn't matter. Nope, he's dead. It's over. <laughs> he's gone. I'm um, trying to find my pig. Okay. I think the most interesting piece to me yeah. through all this is like the um, the the choices that were made on screen, right? The choices that. All of these things of, are happening to him and all these situations he's getting into, and yet he hasn't washed up. He hasn't changed clothes once. He's, he's got still... that blood on his face the whole movie. Right. Except... And, it, and it just shows it shows you how like it it, it makes a, a point out of his determination or his character's determination. Um, and I think that was really, really well done. <clears throat> The, the, the only problem I had for this movie, though, is because the, the way I watched it, it kind of froze and skipped a little bit. Mm. So it's some scenes, it was just kind of frustrating because, like, you could hear it, but then the image would catch up. So I kind of had some things lost for me. That's my I, internet's problem. Yeah, no, it's, I get it. I mean, it was still a good movie. It was still great. I mean, I would say this might be my favorite movie of the year so far. Well, like, well, I mean, it, I know not much came out this year, but this was such an original, just what a. Who would have fucking made a movie about a pig sniffing, sniffing a truffle pig? Like Nick Cage living in the forest, finding truffles. And then that doesn't even matter. Because then the pig later, doesn't yeah. matter. No. Yeah. The pig. That's the, best, if that's the think, best line in the movie. If you think the pig is what he's actually after, no. it's. I understand that logic, but you're yeah. you're going down the wrong rabbit hole. It, he's yeah. looking to fix his life, and he and, and in the end, he goes, "I can't fix my life, but I will continue with this kid because this kid means more to me than anything. Mm-hmm. He's my connection to the world at this point, and that's well, really the, what it matters the, in the end." 
the, at the end, the last thing he says is, "I'll see you Thursday." These, yeah, exactly. These yeah, are this crazy. is my this is my pick. This is what I have on the website for movie of the year so far. This is winning, like yeah. by far. And last year it was Invisible Man, The Gentleman. Mm. The year before, Hereditary, which stars this fucking kid. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's in two out of the last four years, and, and Logan and Swiss Army Man. But blah blah blah. Yeah, I, I, every year I put my my Oscar pick. I call it the Luzies. Swiss Army. Swiss Army Man made me laugh, but at the end, you're I was like, oh, you realize it's the same thing. You realize what it actually is has nothing to do with controlling a body, making it fart and stuff like that. It's about a guy. I, I never saw it. So it's I actually know. a really sweet movie. I hear it's good. Yeah, I, it I is. It. it is. When you watch it, you're like, this is stupid. You get to the to the third part of it though, and you're like, oh. That's what this movie's about. <laughs> it hits you. I love those movies that hit you like, oh, fuck. Like, there's a Scrubs episode with Brendan Fraser where uh, JD's, like, seeing Brendan Fraser everywhere, and he's, like, joking around with him. And at the end, he's, like, joking around. He gets out of the car, and he's like, ah, where are we going? And then he realizes, he's like, and the girl goes, where do you think we are? And then the audience realizes we're at Brendan Fraser's funeral. And JD was just fucking around with him to get to the funeral so he doesn't have to accept the emotions. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, it hit me so hard. Uh, but yeah, this this uh, this movie is very hard to talk about because it's very simple, but also very complicated. Mm-hmm. Because there is shit happening in this movie that I want to know. I want a whole movie backstory. Like oh, the, 100%. That's like, why it's so good. Like the waiter underground bunker fight club that happens. Yeah. What the fuck yeah. is that? I, that I was still, amazing. I was just like, what? Like, it's, it's parts. Man, how do I explain this? This movie has so many scenes into it where it's like, I get 80% of what's going on, but I need the other 20% to fully understand. But then you get to the end of the movie and you realize it doesn't fucking matter. No. And that's the purpose of it. Thank you. But what's nice about, I guess, if you read the trivia on it, this movie was originally two and a half hours long. And that's fine. They cut cut an hour out to make it shorter. Think about this. makes it work. We all love this movie. And two of us so far have said it doesn't fucking matter in the end because it's not Mm -hmm. about the pig it's not about no. the story that gets you there it's about it's literally a it's a human emotion story no. that carries this character through and you don't know much about him but he, he has enough of a you see enough of like a tele a microscope on his life yeah. that you kind of you really feel for the guy and you understand what he went through and they don't explain shit like he goes to no. at one point i know i'm all over the place but he goes to a bakery and he's like do you still bake those things and she's like yeah and he's like same There's recipe. Bread. Yeah. Can I have some? Well, what she I gathered it. from and that that's was it. that that was his restaurant. And she it was his restaurant. No, it was his yeah. wife's yeah. restaurant. Yeah. And she wife. gave it up. When she got sick, she left. And then yeah. because this is all told in in vague dialogue. Because she goes, right. I assume she would come back, so I didn't change anything, but then she didn't, so it changed something. It's all really glossed over. And looks then, good. Looks better without the curtain. But you realize the wife didn't come back to that restaurant. And then so he wants some of that bread because it was his wife's recipe. And that's all that mattered. He wasn't actually about the bread. It was just the fact that his wife made that recipe. And then he takes it and gives it to his friend, to the to the wolf. What's his name? Uh, no. What's, I forget his, what's the main I character? I forgot his name in the movie. It, it's, no, it the, doesn't matter. His real name. Uh, Alex Wolf. Yeah, Alex Wolf. Brother of the kid who's Lloyd in The Stand that we recently did. Oh. He's real life brothers of that kid. Uh, but 
Okay, so let's backtrack a little bit if we could and go, kind of go over an order. Because this is a brand new movie. A lot of people haven't seen it. I will just say if you haven't seen it, we're not giving anything away yet. Watch it. After that, we're doing spoilers now. So fuck it. You've had your warning. <laughs> um, Nick Cage. Well, you, know, you yeah. spoil it in the fact that you say like what it could have been because it could have went a completely different direction. We're going to have a whole conversation about what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But that'll be after after the opening scene. We'll talk about that. Uh, because it starts off, Nick Cage is, is sitting there. He's he's walking around the woods, and he's he's truffle hunting. And he, he the pig is, like, snort, you know, snorting, and he goes over, and he's like, good one, boy, good one, and you're, good one, girl, whatever. Pulls up this giant truffle, this giant fucking mushroom that's underground. They're, like, they're like you know, three, four inches below the ground. Um. And he gets it, and he goes back to his house, and he's cleaning it, and then he starts making dinner, and it's really involving. And you you kind of realize he's not just a hillbilly, but also he's li- living a very hillbilly lifestyle, but his, his cooking is very intricate. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching him, I'm like, this isn't like hillbilly living. <laughs> and I didn't think about the cooking until way later. Yeah, I, I, I honestly can say the same thing. Like, I didn't make that connection until, yeah. you know, halfway into the movie, and I'm like, oh. Okay. When he goes... I didn't realize it till Sherrick De- uh Sher- sorry, Chef Derek goes Are you- Oh, hey. And I was like, "Oh, he's a chef." That explains the intro. <laughs> right. That's when I caught on. And but he's he's making it and then all of a sudden some rich dude shows up and and buys the truffles off of him. He's kind of a dick to to the kid, to the rich kid. And he's like, "If I catch you out here dead, like who else is going to know?" And then he starts getting some batteries out and he plays the he starts to play a cassette, but it cuts. You don't really see what happens there. Um, the tape says for Robin. We don't mm-hmm. see what that means. But I, I should mention there's three parts of this movie. The first part says, part one, rustic mushroom tart. So that's, This is the first part. In the middle of the night, when he goes to sleep, after selling his truffles, someone breaks into his, apart- breaks into his little fucking shack in the middle of nowhere and, and steals the pig and knocks him the fuck out. That's really all we need to say. Now we can get into like where you thought this was gonna go, because I think we're all—all all three of us—are thinking John Wick, right? Hillbilly yeah. John Wick. All yeah. of us. And I love the fact that throughout the entire movie, I kept going, "Here we go. He's gonna grab a shotgun. He's gonna go into this house, and he's gonna blow some fuck." And it never happens. Yeah. And I love the fact that it never happened. Instead, he cooks a meal for the villain in the end. <laughs> That's it. But then well, I mean, the, the meal it. for the villain in the end was like the culmination of everything for me, right? Well, because they set it up. It's that set up a payoff again where the, the son talks about the greatest time she his ever parents had. ever. The yeah. only thing that ever made him happy was that one meal. And that was the only time they were ever happy and, and had good memories about something. And then, you know, and, and Anna Markin, who plays the villain, basically. Anna Markin is so good in this. So good. He's great. And it's like... He's like a food guy, and he's acting like he's a fucking mafia boss. Where he's okay. like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you and your family." Well, he's Don't fuck with me. It's he's like, a he's an ingredient sorcerer, which in 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 big city life like that, you are the alpha and the omega. Thing. Yeah, right. Yes. You're you're the you're the go guy. You're the go to guy for everything that you need. And if you don't if you don't get your stuff from him, you ain't shit. Which is such an again, what an interesting story to tell. From that point of view, because I've yes. never seen a movie like this ever. Mm-mm. Not with this storyline, like ever. It turns out 
Because there's certain movies I really wanted to love when I watched them. It was the movies who who pretended were action movies that pretended to be these uh, low budget indie movies. It was like yeah. killing them softly. Um, mm-hmm. Christian Bale had one out of the furnace, mm. where they pretend to be and they're set in like these towns in like Pennsylvania where it's like coal miners or steel workers, and it pretends to be an indie movie, but really it's just an excuse for a guy to show up with a shotgun and blow everyone away. Yeah. And then, and I'm like, uh, and I get, I lose my interest when the shotgun shows up. Turns out what they needed to do was the opposite where you think it's going to be like a revenge flick. And it ends up being an indie movie where this is a guy conversating. He just has conversations to get out of the situations. And that's all he does. He never raises his voice. He never pulls out a gun. He never is even near a gun. He, in fact, the mm-hmm. only fight scene is him getting the shit beat out of him. So by a midget waiter. Yes. And that's right, all he it never is. Throws, he never throws a punch. Yeah. The whole point is you get your ass kicked and you get money and information and that's it. And it turns out that's the way you need to do it because I'm watching this and Adam Arkin, what you're talking about, like he's a mafia leader. His son is Alex Wolf, the second yeah. main character in this, who's the guy who's working with cage. And I thought he was just, he's just buying truffles and selling them. And that's all I thought it was. But turns out, you can kind of tell by dialogue that there's a little more going on. Like he has to sell them and he, he's like, I don't want to take you to town to find your pig because that's where I work. There's something else going on. You don't really get it. But then the way he talks about his dad, I thought his dad was in a separate line of business where he's a mobster. And he's yeah. killing people and all this. And it turns out the exact same line of work. Just, he just has more of a reach. He just has more of a shadow over the Portland and Portland area. And that's it. It's a really fucking simple movie. Yeah. But at the same time, so much little little intricate scenes that I don't have any answer for. Like, why is there an underground fight club for, for yeah, bums? Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> why are waiters beating up bums? I don't understand. Well, no, I don't think they were bums. They're, that first guy was a bum. Well, I think it's they're fighting the chef. It's, it's like they're it's the um, they get such abuses from the chefs. Getting revenge on the chefs? It's like it's their they're getting therapy. a vent, and that's why when he puts his name, uh, and it was like, like he's the ultimate chef. And well, like he's like the ultimate, oh, let's fuck him up guy, because he must have yelled at so many waiters. Well, here time. we go. Let's play that scene real quick. I just have a quick snippet, because I don't want to get shut down on YouTube, so here we go. He just wrote his name. Just a, I, I don't want to put too much on there because, you know, it's a brand new movie. But, yeah, he, he goes in this underground fight club thing and he writes his name down. He, he said, the more, the bigger your name, the more money you'll get. Mm-hmm. And some random small-ass waiter pays a bunch of money. It looks like little carpet fibers, but it's apparently that's money. I don't think it's money. I think it, what it is is, like, tickets for, like, yeah. credits, they've, credits they've earned for hits that they've taken. Right? Yeah, it's weird, right? It's not money. It's It looks like... They ripped it. It looked like fabric. Yeah. It looked like four, like tickets, like ticket stuff. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And yeah. I have so many questions at this point, and I'm going, why is Because the whole point is he, he makes a Nat, you know, Alex Wolf, Nat, Nat Wolf. He makes him take into the city where he works to find out information. He goes and speaks to a guy, and I forget the guy's name, and he's just like, 
do you know who you're work who you're talking to? Do you got do you know that guy's real name? And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, and he leaves. And he makes him take him down into Hotel Portland, which is like no. behind a fucking secret thing. And he yeah, goes it's downstairs. Basically where, where Darren McGavin went in the Night Stalker movie. Exactly. Yeah. That's where he went. He gets his Portland. ass kicked because he puts his name up there and some guy pays a shit ton of carpet fibers and gets his, <laughs> beats him up. And then they just leave and he wakes up the next morning in uh, Alex Wolf's apartment. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and that should What's be enough to lose you. But instead I'm going, okay, okay. And then, it, and then Nick Cage has that great monologue about we're all here on the city and the, the earthquake's going to come. Yes. And then the big tsunami wave's going to come and just finish you off. So where does it matter? It doesn't matter anyway. I, if I could say this, and let me know if this makes sense, because this is the way I felt the entire movie. I felt like the dialogue that Cage had was very minimal. And if it went 5% this way or 5% this way, the movie would have failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it walked this perfect fucking line where he's telling you exactly what you need to know. He's leaving it ambiguous enough. And uh, Alex Wolf is yeah. reacting in a way that's reasonable within that 5% margin. And you just carried the whole way through in this perfect line. I'm waiting for it to topple, and it never did. Well, and I think that's what keeps towing this line for him as an actor, too, right? Like, he keeps taking these roles that are great opportunities and fun projects and things yeah. like that. But if the dialogue isn't written correctly for him to deliver correctly, it could just completely crumble. You do mean cage, um, right? Yeah. Cage. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say the same thing about Alex Wolf because Alex Wolf is really fucking good in this. Yeah. To the point where I didn't recognize him until yeah. about 25 to 30 minutes into the movie. When I was like, Oh, it's the heredity kid. I know, like I know him, and I didn't recognize him because he had glasses on and he was in the sports mm-hmm. car, and then he gets out of the car, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, like great, I know you." Yeah, I know you, asshole. But yeah, no. It, it, do you know what I mean though? Like, if if this would have had Cage being a little more, if he was if he was too reclusive and didn't tell uh, Alex Wolf's character anything, the movie mm-hmm. would have sucked. But he told them just, literally just enough to keep the movie going. Not too much. He, he let, the, the movie let the character that Alex Wolf plays, named Arthur, Amir, apparently, it let him discover enough along the way that you didn't feel like you're being preached to and you didn't feel like you're being ignored as an audience member. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. And I think, I think the, the undertone there, too, is that he's he's going through his own pile of grief and trying not to persuade Amir on how to deal with his own yeah. at the same time. Right. And, and that he's, he's leading him in the same direction, but he's not pushing him, and he's, and he's, he's giving him the general direction he needs to go. Agreed. My favorite stuff in the movie is Alex Wolf's stuff with his, his mom and his dad. Yeah. And you know, they, the movie doesn't even give you the satisfaction of seeing Alex Wolf come up to his dad and be like, what the fuck, dad? Like, that's what you expect, mm-hmm. but that's not reality. Instead, it's just this ignored thing where Alex Wolf's character just goes, I have to deal with this on my own. My dad is never going to change. I have to deal with this. How am I going to do that? Yeah. And inst- instead, it's just a connection of Cage and Alex Wolf's character. Like they, they realize we can help each other through this weird situation that we're both in. Because Alex Alex Wolf's mom 
killed herself, even though she's still alive. We find out, which I didn't even realize. And then he shows up at like a hospital room and he's outside. And then I, when I went back and re-listened to it when I was cutting clips, I go, oh, his, because I, I was like, maybe this is a flashback. But no, it's, he goes, why is dad keeping you alive? I wish he would let you die. And she's like, you want me to come in? He's like, no, no, no. So apparently the dad is just so desperate. He's just keeping her on life support for no fucking reason. It's because he hasn't dealt with his own grief. Yeah. But that's, that's this scene here. Would you wish dad would just let you die? Did you want to see her? No. Really quick, but yeah, it's it's very quick that scene, and it's out of there. They don't address it. You don't see the mom. You don't see a scene of the kid going, "Mom, I wish Dad." None of that. It right. does not give you the satisfaction of having the those really melancholy moments. It just here's this. We're moving on. It's weird to be positive about a Nick Cage movie. I haven't done this in a while. Um. Well, the, one of the best scenes is when they go to the, the restaurant. When he goes, oh, yeah. I, want to, I want to talk to the chef. And the chef comes out and he goes, Hi. hey, he goes, you don't know, you don't, basically you don't recognize me. And he realizes who he's talking to. Well, now, uh, and then, Alex Wolf's like, tell, tell him who you are. Tell him who you are. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. know. He just goes. Blood. <laughs> oh, he's got blood. He's got blood all over his face the whole movie. I have the clip of this. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's great. But Nick Cage starts going. He's, he basically reveals that he fired this waiter in the, in the or this this chef in the in the past, and he's like, "Do you want to start like a pub yeah. instead? You're with this like fucking hipster shop with, where the food is served this big under smoke." Yeah. What was it you always used to talk about opening? Wasn't it a pub? Everyone loves it here. It's, this is a huge success. Why didn't you open your pub? I, 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 I don't know that I, I really wanted. Uh, I mean, that was such a long time ago. When I fired you, I asked you what you wanted to do. <laughs> I, just I love, love it. that scene. It's great. I love that scene because, like, it, what, what's really what he's really saying is like, I was teaching you wrong. This isn't what it's about. Yeah. It's about living your life. And, and enjoying it to the fullest and dealing with what you want to do and not caring about who else has a, 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 a uh, thought about you. It's a guy. Yeah, it, exactly. Right. It's a guy going, I taught you that food making is just a job and, and do what people want. But since his wife has died and now he lives in the woods and he just hunts for truffles in her memory and as a pig in her memory, which is fucking sad. He goes, None of that matters. Just do what you want. And he literally like explains that to the guy over the next three or four minutes. And the guy's so desperate to like seek attention. He's like, no, no, no but, but but like people people like this shit. Like, come on. He's like, none of that matters. And then, but what he's really doing is talking to Alex Wolf. He's not talking yeah. to the chef at all. He's talking to Alex Wolf, going, none of that fucking matters, kid. Yeah, because he doesn't give a shit about Derek the chef. Like my favorite part of that scene though was his delivery. Uh, the the chef's delivery of yeah. people, people, people <laughs> like it. So good. He says, uh, "Well, yeah, uh, uh, so defeated." He, yeah, and just he he reminds me too. He's like a fully blown balloon that you just let go of. But I I love the fact that they like I I keep saying riding this line. I keep doing this analogy because it's not about Derek the chef. It's him talking to this kid 
through this vessel that is Derek the pathetic chef in front of him. Mm-hmm. He's talking to he's talking to, to Wolf over here to to Amir the character. He's talking to him. That's it. He's like, "What do you give a shit about your dad? Your dad doesn't fucking like do what you want." That's all he's saying. And I can't believe they have an entire movie where that happens, and they never have that conversation at the end of. This is what I meant by that kid. You know, that over-obvious dialogue. Yeah. Of, yeah. Remember that scene that I was doing that for you? They never comment on that. Well, well I true. think I think that, like, movies have also gone away from this style, right? They've, they've stopped making you think, and they've handed you things on a silver platter. I mean, that's, that's the entire Marvel universe to me, right? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I thoroughly enjoy the movies, and I have a great time. But, but it's a different it doesn't bucket. leave me... It does. I don't think about that movie days later. Yeah, yeah. So remember that scene in uh, Black Widow where she's flying from the from the sky? Yeah. No, no. You're not it's instant gratification. Exactly. And then once you're done with it, you're done because there's no subtext. And this movie is entirely subtext. It's yeah. all everything you think this movie is going to be about. It's not. Yep. And and that is amazing that they walk this tightrope. And get to the end, and I still go. That was fucking great. I I watched this movie in like um I was awe inspired, which I've never said about a cage movie. It, it was so yeah, well I mean, done. When you have this much of a movie that is so driven by, um, not just the the way people say things, but their image on screen. Yeah. It's truly, it's truly something, right? I mean, we, like I was saying before, we just don't have this anymore. Haven't seen this outside of like some indie indie film shit. Um, Hollywood doesn't do this shit. I'm glad you're on board because I really thought you're going to be the naysayer here, Jensen. Oh no, I, I so <laughs> I was for about 15, 20 minutes, and then you went silent. You went radio silent after yeah, that. Yeah, because I thought it was going. I thought it was going that direction, and then I never responded back to you guys after that. I was like, Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hooked. I don't know what's happening. But I did I like the it. exact same thing. Only I watched it like two days before you guys, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. Here we go. He's gonna pull out a. Gu-. I'm like. Oh no, he's not doing a goddamn thing. No, no. He's just along for the ride, but he's in control, but he's not. Like it's yep. it is a, a a unique watching experience. It's like a western. Yeah. He's the old gunslinger coming back to town to to get his property, but then it's not about that at all. It's about just this guy's legend comes back into town. It was like that's him, it's Robin. That's oh my god, that's there, that's the chef. Right. What happened to him? Nobody really knows what happened to him. Well, then the craziest part I think about this story is that like none of this would have happened had he not had that life before all this, right? Like, yeah, we don't get to this point. We don't have this this acceptance of grief for all of these characters without him having been this person before that and recognizing what damage he's done as that person and trying to correct it. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes you wonder. Was he part of that staff that used to beat the shit out of these these chefs who would show up and throw their names on a on a chalkboard? And it makes you wonder: is that part of his grief, and that's why he accepts his beating, or was he on the receiving end of that beating before? Like, it doesn't tell you. No, it lets you guess. And I love I love when it like I said subtext. Let me assume my own movie, and assume my own my own character motivation. Because it's way more fascinating than this is what he is and this is what he feels. Like I don't want to know. Like, right? 
Don't it, spell it out for me. Yeah, at a certain point, I want to have a little bit of mystery here. I want to dress it up in a little bit of lingerie and guess what's underneath. I don't want you to just, here's her vag. I'm like, okay, goddamn. <laughs> Jesus. Like, <laughs> yeah, 100% uh, agree. But I, I do want to pause and just go back to the point where his pig got taken, his truffle pig got taken in the middle of the night and get the shit beat out of him. I love the fact that he wakes up and then he t- he call he walks all the way to a bar because his truck breaks down. He walks to the bar, calls uh, Alex Wolf, who shows up and is like, "All right, what are we doing?" And they go to the woods to like this weird location with this lady who's out in the woods handling all the yeah, truffles. She's not a truffle girl, exactly. I don't know, but I thought it was going to be this. I, this is what I expect. Every time I expected the scene to be something, it was completely wrong. I was completely mm-hmm. wrong. I could not have been more wrong about a movie than I ever was in this. I, I flat out expected her to walk up to a, 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 a like a trailer and open a door and there's just like lined with guns and shit. Yeah, like, you, take your pick. Let's go fuck them up. You know but instead, I mean? he goes, she's like, all right, what's going on? He, she's like really busy and she's not really paying attention. So I, I expected, oh, I don't give a shit and I know too much. And you expect a scene with her off to the side like we sold that pig. <laughs> but no, she just goes. All right, what do you take? He's like, a pig. He's like, she's like, what kind of pig? He's like, truffle pig. She's like, motherfucker, you fucking... And she's so on board. Right. But I and saved so that I scene think, because I, I love it. the subtext to me there is that she knows that that pig meant to him. Yeah. Like, full on. And that's... Like, not it, the fact that it was a truffle pig, that that pig had, like, emotional value. <clears throat> and that fucked him up. And she knows exact Because she was so on board and angry for him. Like, watch this. It's it's half a... It's like 12 seconds. They took my pig. What kind of pig? It's a truffle pig. Motherfucker. Wiki, you take over. Anyone fucks with Wiki, I'll break your fingers, motherfucker. Look, that lady does not yeah. fuck around. <laughs> she knows exactly what that pig asshole. is to him. Break your fingers. <laughs> but that was the first sign I watched in this movie where I went, oh, I am... I'm way off on what I thought the scene was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then I was just the whole way through just wrong about everything. Yeah. It, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, yeah, I kept, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop the entire movie. And then we get like, well, I feel a little bit empty handed at the end, but then I, I think on it more. I'm like, no, not empty handed. I have, I have something to chew on. You have, have your full hands full of food. You just don't see yeah. the food. Yeah. And, but that's the first sign where I went, Oh, I'm, I'm off horribly because this movie's not going to give you what you think you want. That's why I said withholding from the audience. You think it's going to be John Wick. You kill my dog, you're dead. You think it's mm-hmm. you kill my pig, you're dead. Instead, he goes, you kill my pig. He falls and cries, gets up and just goes the fuck home and just was, no. puts off it, takes off his shoes and looks at the, the pig's bed and then looks up at the skies. He hears his wife's song. And then the movie ends, and you're like, "I was like, holy shit! I didn't expect this to be so so deep." Mm-hmm. And I can't believe I'm explaining well, a movie that, about a guy got his pig stolen is deep. So I think that's that sim- symbolizes his the last piece of attachment he had to his grief, and now he's going to listen to that tape and fully feel it and yes. move on. You could tell he's tried to listen to that tape for six years, seven years, who knows how long. And just couldn't get through it. Because he keeps putting in batteries. No. And just mm-hmm. letting, the, letting the batteries ride out. Because by the time he puts the tape in and listens to it, those batteries are like flickering. 
Mm-hmm. You watch the light on the on the cassette thing. It's just flickering. Like, it's on its last legs. He's been gone for so long. And finally listens to it. And it's like, it's about grief and overcoming it yeah. and moving on with your life and realizing other people have grief and bonding with them. That's the whole story. And I didn't expect that with this. Because you, when I heard about this originally, because you guys, you guys know, and people share Nick Cage shit with me nonstop online. Mm-hmm. And I heard this pig move. It's, it's like someone stole his pig and he's going to go get it back. So I'm original. I'm already thinking originally from the start, John Wick with pig. Great. Because <laughs> why wouldn't you? Right. So I don't think people are going to realize ever that it's no. totally not like that. No, I mean, not unless, I don't know. From what I can tell off IMDb, I don't think this movie is getting quite the following it needs i mean it's got a great rating but the the monetary return is kind of slim well yeah you can you can blame that on corona if you want but sure but i want to go to the theater and watch this if i can i will no yeah i want to give this movie some money i I really do my favorite my favorite line (laughs) notes we're talking about like something about oregon it's like well i'm not moving to fucking seattle he's like yeah "Yeah, fuck Fuck seattle Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) that's good shit and and that's kind of what I was saying is you started to say earlier with with how good Cage is is keep the keep the dialogue minimal. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as minimal as you think it is. No, I I mean after after thinking about it a little bit more, I'm like I, I realize that he has, you know, the majority of the dialogue in the movie. However, yeah. I think the movie itself is setting a tone that dialogue is not the most important piece of this no. movie. Um, and I I think that Nicholas Cage on his own, um does benefit from dialogue that is that is well written first of all and has enough um story to back it up not to mention isn't over the top right i think he his true sweet spot is is not doing things that are over the top even though that is what he is known for in a lot of things yeah it's he has different sweet spots mm-hmm. this is it's up there man i i i I've watched you, literally is, every Nick Cage movie there is. This and, is a new Cage. This is Oscar Cage right here is what this should be. Well, there already is an Oscar Cage. Oh, is there? No. Yeah, because he won for Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. No. And, but he's way better in this. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. He's really good in Leaving Las Vegas, which he won for, but don't get me wrong. But, man, I I think if it weren't for the fact that when they when the Academy reads the description that says, a man loses his pig and hunts it down... They've already voted him no. They've mm-hmm. already said no to his Oscar. So he's not going to even come close. He's not going to get nominated. Not even close. But I really think he should be in consideration because he's really fucking good in this movie. And I'm a guy. You guys have done this show enough with me. I, I'll tell you if he's shitty. <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah. He's shitty in a lot of movies. And, and this is definitely not one of them. Agree. He was really, really great in this, and it did help with the tone because I think the director did a better job than Cage did. The director did such a fucking good job. That well, it, I mean, even even the editing of this movie was actually yeah, yeah. Like, I think I really think the director should win the the Oscar for best director, like because mm-hmm. he told because he's also the writer, he's story by. He he should definitely win something for this because it is perfectly told for exactly <clears throat> what it is. It's not like a fucking like Schindler's List or anything. Let's not blow it out of proportion, but 
It's not no. that hot in Iraq. Yeah. No, yeah, but like for, the, the way that exactly. he framed certain scenes, like I'm just looking at like the snapshots of like these wide angle shots that are like so perfect in capturing the essence of what's happening in that scene. Like him greeting the pig outside the front door um, or waiting for him, him sitting at the table at, uh, at the restaurant with the diner with the kid, like the lighting and everything. It just, everything looks and comes together so well that really captures everything that we're expecting from this story so far. Yeah. It's, there are so many scenes in this, in this movie where it concerned me because I saw the first part one rustic mushroom tart pop up on screen. I go, Oh no. Personally, I could have done without that. Yes, because then it goes part two, mom's French toast and deconstructed scallops. And that's when he yeah. talks to Derek. And I was like, oh, no. And then she I missed would, part three because I like French toast with stale bread. Yeah, that's the last thing he said. Part three scene. was like a, a a bird, a bottle and a salted some, baguette, a salted baguette. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, and that one, I think, was pointed because that's the meal he ended up make, well, making. Well, I, I do have some questions about that third uh, section of the movie. Uh, because he goes, all right, your dad, okay, he shows up at the dad's house. They realize at one point that the dad is the one who stole the pig. Mm-hmm. He hired the meth heads who was totally not Kristen Wiig. So, watch, yeah. this, watch this scene. Yeah, Kristen. Did you see him? I didn't get like a fucking ID or it. That's Kristen Wiig. It's either Kristen Wiig or, or Honey Bunny from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, exactly. I literally wrote that exact combo, Jansen. <laughs> but, but they sold a pig for, for someone. They said it was a rich guy in the city. That's how you find out. Eventually, you find out it is his, uh, uh, Wolf's uh, dad. Um, and then he's like, I, I swear I didn't fucking know. Like, I didn't know at all. He goes and talks to the dad, and the dad's like, yeah, I got the pig. I'll give you 25 grand. Go fuck off. Like, fuck mm. off to the woods. He's like a mafia guy. And I was like, but all he's doing he's is hardened. getting troubles. He's hardened. And, and, and Nick's character has recognized that he hasn't dealt with it. Yes. And he is still being a hard ass. He's not loving his son. He's not living his life. He's just working. And that's it. And the, so you he's know, like, now I'm going to fuck with him. Now I'm going to make him feel it. The great thing about that is you don't realize that then you, you, I'm no. at least I was still expecting cage to show up with a shotgun to the dad and go, give me the fucking <laughs> still. pig. Still, <laughs> still expecting that. Yeah. Cause that's what I've seen in movies. And instead mm-hmm. he goes, I'm not giving you the, the pig. Go, when you fuck off back to the woods, you hillbilly, here's your money. I'll send it to you tomorrow. Bye. Mm-hmm. Do not show back up here. In which case cage goes, here's a plan. Here's a list of shit. Go get it. And that's when you see the kid go show up at his mom's place and realize she's still alive. The dad is hanging on to life support for some fucking reason for the decade now. Why? Um, a cage goes and talks to the baker who used to work with his, his wife. And uh, the whole thing's different, but the bread's still the same. He gets that. Kind of like a last meal just in case shit doesn't work out. <laughs> and kind of like a, here's a memory of my wife. Kind of like a dual, sure. dual thing going on there. There was definitely a piece of that there. Yeah. Sure. And he goes, all right. And he, the kid shows up at a funeral place and he gets a bunch of wine, but it's also the place where his cage's wife's funeral plot was. <clears throat> I was a little confused why it was. No, she, she was, um, cause you know, he, he knew all the upper people of the city cause he has the best <clears throat> restaurant. Yeah. So he was sort of like, he knew all the upper crust people. So the, she must've owned the mortuary. So she's a multimillionaire, you know, owns the mortuary. That's why she said, have an appointment to come see this. Uh, Use my name. Says, Rob Rob sent me. Yeah. 
Robin. Come right in. It's like and she and he has he gave her all his wine selection. But why mm-hmm. was the wine stored at the same place his wife's body was? Well, it's just it's where you store. It's just a storage room. It's where it is. It's fine. It's it's not too out of the realm of. Sense, I think. I think what's it really, is weird. I think the really the subtext here is he gave up all of his life and gave yeah. away all of his possessions. Yeah. He had a fond relationship with this lady. She ended up with all the wine. Yeah. yeah. It is definitely a scene where because he goes, you can use my name when you get there, and he goes, I can use your name finally, like finally, because he's tried three or four times, and he's like, yeah, use my name. No. No. You're mm. basically going, yes, I acknowledge you as a friend. <laughs> like, like, and the kid goes, you acknowledge me as a. That's really yeah, yeah. what he's saying. Again, it's never what you're hearing. It's what. Uh, how often do I describe things like this where I go deeper yeah. than what is said? It, it's it's the kid going, you accept me as a person and realizing he means more to him than his dad is. And that's yeah, really yeah. what this movie's about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And going, okay, well, he shows up, gets the wine, sees the wife's burial plot, and she goes, you know, here, the spot next to her I kept empty for, for uh, Robin. Let him know, just in case. Because you... I like that she plants the seed for no reason of Robin might die in this movie because I'm still thinking he's going to show up with a shotgun and maybe get blown away. And uh, no, it doesn't happen, but uh, he goes and makes the meal for the dad, which which, uh, this character set up by talking to the mom through the door who's in the hospital going, there's the meal that that chef made. I found him. And, you know, he doesn't say Mm -hmm. he's going to make it again, but that's exactly his revenge is showing up to the dad who won't give him his pig back, but tries to buy him off and instead of a shotgun he shows up with a fucking meal as chicken and this cheese and everything well, and then he says i remember every single meal i ever yeah. made for every human for every person to get in my restaurant and that was the same meal that he ate with his wife and he knows that that's why he's crying the and wine so fucked him. it's basically fucked him up more than a bullet <laughs> exactly and that's when i go yeah. this movie i fucking love yeah because he he, mm. he smells the wine and goes and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that hit him like a like a fucking yeah. hammer, right? Yeah. It, it, and it is it's it's great because every person, every human, can make a connection to that. Oh yeah, that moment, right? I'm hearing this music. I'm tasting this specific thing. Yeah. It is reminding me of an exact moment in my life, and you know what's going through his mind at that time. And they did a again fine line job of uh, Wolf setting up the fact that his mom and his dad had one meal together where they came back and they're laughing and they're having a great time. They weren't arguing like normal on date night. And that turns out that was the meal that Nick Cage cooked him. And that's exactly what he prepares. And then uh, what's his fucking name? Um, Oh, um, Adam Arkin. Adam Arkin. He's drinking the wine. He's like, and breaks down, starts crying, yeah. goes into his office, starts drinking some scotch out of a bottle. Get out of my fucking house! Yeah, <laughs> yells at him. And then Cage is like, I'm not going... Like, basically looking at him like Steven Seagal, like, I'm not going anywhere. Let's flip <laughs> fight for this. <laughs> he's like... <laughs> but he's like, this talk... He's like, let's just talk. Let's not kick me out of the house. Let's just talk about this. Yeah. Because you have not talked about your wife... Let's yeah. talk. And then Scott, or, uh, Scott Ark, or Adam Arkin breaks down. And is like, by the time those crackheads got me the pig, it was already dead. I'm so, so like, I'm sorry, man. And then Cage breaks down. And then Wolf's just like, Alex Wolf's just watching this thing. Like, what the fuck is happening with my family? Yeah, but did he say, away. did Cage talk about the pig before or after that, where he said, why do you need the pig so much? 
It's not a truffle. I don't need it. The, the truffles, the tree it was before this. The truffles are. It was before that. Yeah. Why do you want the pig then? Because I love her. Mm-hmm. That yes. was the giveaway. It was the giveaway, but by that That's point, I, I had already picked up on it. So it wasn't really. Yeah. yeah. It's a giveaway I, if you're slow. I, I just like the <laughs> fact that he said, well, the pig's useless. I just go get yeah. them. I know where they are. Well, I don't need he goes, the pig. I look at the trees. You can tell where the truffles yeah. are. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, come on. I don't need the pig. That was great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's. I, I, I could do without that line, but it doesn't bother me. Well, no, it's just, it's just showing, it just, yeah, it's explaining to you that it's not about, it's not about what the pig can do. It's what the pig represents. And that's exactly, honestly, yeah. that's exactly what happens in John Wick. Only yeah. John Wick shows up with a shotgun. And he stabs you with a pencil. It's not about the, the fucking dog at all. It's no. about the wife who gave him the dog. Like, that's mm-hmm. really what John Wick's about. And same it's thing about, this. John Wick is a homicidal and again, maniac. And again, <laughs> yeah. both movies are about grief. They're just yeah. told in completely different ways. And then they made a franchise out of John Wick. And well, I don't think Pig is going to get three more no, movies. No, but I will say, well, it doesn't need three more movies. But no. I will say, oh, I God, love no. both movies. This yeah. I prefer this way. Yeah. But I also really, really love John Wick and all the movies. Yeah. It's just a completely different way of telling it. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact that this went that fine line and John Wick just went off to this angle and went to the action route. And this movie yeah. never went that way. It never went the super sappy route, but it just stuck in the middle. Like there's different ways you can handle the storyline because in the end, what the movie starts off about, it's not about. It's yeah. what you realize throughout the movie and what the characters realize throughout the movie is most important to them. It's one of them subtextual things. Yeah, because the dad realizes, oh, I maybe I should let my fucking wife go. Like, holy shit. I, he nev- they never even get to the part about him talking to his son, yeah. which would be great. But, you know, we can assume that happens next. Like, you can assume a conversation with, with uh, Alex Wolf and Al- Adam Arkin are happening next. We just don't see it. But it's just, uh, he admits that the pig's dead. He goes outside, and he's like, see you next Thursday. He's like, yep. Drops yep. him off at his cabin. He I'm goes in. He goes in. He walks, slowly walks into the place. Gets he Takes his shoes off really slow. And it's just setting up the fact that it's just back to normal. Only the pig's not there, but you realize the grief and the feelings are still the same. So, therefore, he's right back to where he was before. But he's also willing to deal with it because he's listening to the tape. And you hear the ending. He puts on the cassette. She's singing a song to him. And you, you, this is the last thing you see. That's it. He looks... Well, I cut it short because he looks at the ceiling for four and a half minutes before the credits start. <laughs> I will say, but out of all the, tri- all the trivia pages I've ever looked at, I'm most intrigued by this one. Oh, uh, can you screen share? Yeah. Should you screen share? That's up to you. But no, I can screen share. Okay. All right. So in uh after film QA, director Michael Sarnowski revealed the pig only had three days of training and bit Nicholas Cage both right, time. Yeah. After a particularly nasty bite, Cage joke, I've been set on fire, I've been flipped in cars, but it'll be sepsis from a pig bite that kills me. Yeah. Uh, budget was very small, so they couldn't hire a trained pig. Yeah, I saw this. Nicholas yeah. Cage is Alex Wolf's favorite actor. They only had 20 days to make the movie. They didn't do any reshoots, so they didn't have any budget for reshoots. So all these are one take. Yeah, um, for the most part, crazy yeah. shit. I can assume that some of the uh, like Adam Arkin scenes where it really gets to the, to the crux of the storyline 
they probably had more than one take. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's there's not a whole lot of scenes in this movie. Okay, so here's there, there's there's twenty five scenes probably right at yeah, most roughly yeah. Well, and, and the original cut was over two hours, and this is the this is the reason why we have three parts. To make the movie shorter, editor agreed to dividing it into three story parts. So I guess that gives weight to why we have those three parts. However, I don't think it matters. I think they could have just done without them, and we wouldn't have noticed. Well, my first writing class, um, I, I did a, I did a story, and I broke it up into sections. And the only notes I got back from the teacher were why, and I was like, "Good point. Yeah, good point. Why did I break it up in the point in the parts? Like, there's no reason to do that." I think it adds some dramatic value in some movies. I know Tarantino does it from time to time, but yeah, like, but if the only if the only reason you're doing it is for dramatic, you know, effect, like we don't need it. It doesn't add any any value to the story. But if yeah, exactly. If Tarantino cut that out of there, like a, a hateful mm-hmm. eight, if he cut that out of there, yeah, I, I wouldn't notice the movies. Yeah, right. The length isn't the problem. The if the story works, the story works. Like, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I agree with you completely. At first, right. you're like, "Fuck you," but then I'm like, "Nah." It'd be she's, one. She's it'd right. be one thing if each of those parts has like a message, right? Each one of those parts has like some yeah. one line, one line message on the screen that's telling you something about what's happened. But if it's just like some random title, who cares? It works in Kill Bill. It didn't need to be there in like Hateful Eight. Yeah, that's the because hey, Kill Bill is very different from scene to scene, like from yeah. section mm-hmm. to section. Hateful Eight, same fucking thing. I don't need, I don't need chapters. But um, okay, so I guess the last thing we should discuss here, because we're at fifty three minutes, we're almost done. Cage. Our biggest conversation, our biggest topic piece is how is Cage in this movie? I know we we touched on him in here and there, but honestly, like as far as the Cage movies you've seen, how is he in this movie compared to his other movies? Like. Top ten cage. Well, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. I mean, they're not set like top tier. That could be top five cage. I mean, seriously, probably. Well, I I know I have my ratings, but I, I'm curious <sighs> what you guys think are like better than what better than this because this is really fucking good. <laughs> like, oh, good. I I don't. I mean, the issue is I haven't seen all of the cage movies. Yeah. So, I I it's hard for me to actually put it in a ranking, but. I mean, this is probably the best Cage movie I've ever seen. Okay. Um, I mean, Dick, you've probably seen more than Jansen. Oh, yeah. But... No, it's just... I mean, this is... Yeah, this is why people forget... You know, people need to be reminded that Nick Cage can do this occasionally. I, and that's that's part of what I struggle with, with people like, why do you like Cage? I'm like, because he's also really fucking good. Like, yeah. it's just he's not like Bruce Willis. He does a movie Bruce every Willis twelve is, years where he tries. Bruce Willis like, sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you write a movie for Cage, he's gonna be great in it. If he shows up yeah. in your Bulgarian movie to get out of tax stuff, yeah. he's gonna ah. be Nick. He's just gonna show up and fuck around like the jujitsu movie, which is where's fucking my, terrible. Where's my suitcase full of cash. Okay, I'm gonna do the acting of this movie. At now. this point, the only Cage movie I haven't seen on his record is. Prisoners of the Ghostland because you cannot find it because it's caught between distributors right now. So that's the what only the reason I haven't that? seen it. 
It's exactly an old movie or it came out in, in January of this year, but it's not oh, available. Okay. But here's yeah. where I am as far as my cage rankings on my show that you know between all of his movies, I'll put it at number four on both lists. Wow, because I really fucking love those top three. Yeah, um, but this is fucking great. I could even consider going the top, going the number three on this. I might. Joe's he's great, but yeah, it's it's up there. And I noticed the similarity with the top four because the quality of the cage and the quality of the movie are equal in the top four, and after that, it falls apart. Yeah. But yeah, this could go. This could go to number three. The more I watch this movie, this is wow, just yeah. this is tentative, definitely. Uh, but he's it. really fucking good in this movie. And uh, I, I definitely recommend it. I, I wholeheartedly do. And it's weird to be so serious about this movie. I want to make it's fun a, of it. It's a great movie. But I just can't. Like, what are we supposed to say that's going to make fun no. of it? It's, it's a great movie. I, was I mean, the only, the, only thing, the only thing that you can make fun of is just the underlying premise of the pig. But that's right? kind of the... It's, it's, it's a dumb premise, but it it works so perfectly well, and it does. And it, it, at the end of the movie, you realize it does not fucking matter. It's not what the movie's about. But yes. going into the movie, if that was your only knowledge of the movie, I think that may turn you off to it, which is bad for the movie. I'm trying to picture someone who would watch this movie going, "It's about a pig. This is gonna be fucking awesome." What right. the fuck? It's about feelings. Fuck it. Like, and that's a person I yeah. don't want to do a show to. So I don't. I don't. I don't fuck my pig. <laughs> so if you made it this far, you're gonna love the movie. And if you that's haven't, great, then you great. don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about you. So yeah, <laughs> watch the movie. It's a surprising, like amazing. It makes you think that okay, movies can be good. Yeah, it's in this world of shit that we have to watch now. And as as great as Cage in this movie, I I just want to congratulate the director Michael Sarnofsky yeah. more than anyone because. Yeah. I keep doing the, the line, the perfect line that he walked because it really is a tightrope walk with this kind of movie. And fucking kudos, man. Just honestly, kudos. It's good. It's solid. I still have yet to check out check out uh, Red Letter Media. They talked about this movie. Yeah, I want to. I'm gonna probably watch it after this. Right I am now. too, but I put it off until we talked about it because yeah, I don't yeah. want I don't want their to influence and we do Nick Cage. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. But I don't want their. You know, I don't want to. To say what they said. Dirty handprints on it. Hopefully, I assume they liked it as much as we did because why else would they talk about it? But yeah, I don't know. But definitely check out the movie. And I'm not used to being positive, Jansen. What do I do? (laughs) Thank you. Probably have to kill yourself. Oh, let me talk about next. Oh wait, no, that's a movie I also love. Oh (laughs) fuck! Our next Nick Cage movie is going to be adaptation from 2002. Fuck fish. Which is literally doing... my, my favorite Nick Cage movie. So, fuck. We're doing Lord of War after that. After that is Lord of War, your pick. Uh, I love Lord of War. After that is going to be Honeymoon in Vegas versus Leaving Las Vegas. So, wow. Uh, versus. A versus. I got to watch two movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be honest, because, you know, got a baby coming. A lot of them are going to be versus coming up. Yeah. So I get two out of the way. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. It's all right. I need to get through these. I have 50. Other than this, we have 47 episodes. Wow. Dang. Hey, I, I minimized my bingo hoppers, though. We only got one left, and it's Nick Cage. <laughs> Burn it. I got rid of all of them. 
Yeah, good. Send it back to hell. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, all right. What else can we say about this? Are we done? Right? We're done. We've talked I'm, about everything. We said what we said. Uh, we talked well, to well, death. What are you going to, what are you, uh, the scale, one through 10, what's your rating? I, so far, I gave it an eight. Yeah. I might go up to nine. I've seen it twice now because I did watch it with you. I just you just didn't tell I just didn't tell you, <laughs> but I was watching it. And I'm going. I watched the movie with you secretly. Well, I came in I was, I was uh, sending it to him, and I'm like, like 20 minutes went by. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, and I would go downstairs for a few minutes yeah. to come back and be like, but I watched basically <laughs> the movie again, and I was still enthralled. So I might go up to nine again. It is definitely my favorite movie of 2021 so far. Absolutely. By far. But yeah, I would say, yeah, well, I mean, there's not much to compare it to, but out of 10, it's still, it's a solid movie. It's a great, I was pleasantly surprised. I gave it, I almost gave it a nine. I, I was, I was blown away by it. I was completely surprised and I really liked it a lot. Out of 10? And I'm glad I saw it. I, yeah, I would say eight and a half, almost a nine out of 10. Yeah. I'm probably going to go the nine. It. I just want to watch it again. But yeah. Jansen, out of 10, what do you give it? Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't a nine when I was watching it, but after I sat with it, it was a nine. And, and and talking through it makes it a nine, right? I think any movie that makes you think this hard after you've watched yeah. it or that you're going to think about for several days and have epiphanies for warrants that type of rating. Absolutely. I will say this, Nat Wolf, you're really fucking good. Yeah, he's very good. He called me. I thought I was going to hate that character. And I watched it. I'm like, this fucking kid is so, like, because I, I knew him from Hereditary. Once I recognized him in this movie, I go, fuck. And then Nick Cage has the window down in the car. I'm like, don't stick your head out. Do not stick your head out of that yeah. window. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, but, yeah, that kid is great. And his brother, who I didn't really love on the stand as Lloyd, I yeah. still appreciated him as an actor. So th- yeah. those two guys are doing great work. Keep it up. Um, just a just a great movie all around. I'm going to give it a nine. Fuck it. I'm giving it a nine. Yeah. It, it's just, good. just it's, doing it. It's very good. I, I loved it. I never thought I would give another Cage movie a nine. I really thought Adaptation was the last one. Because even The Trust, which I love, and, and Raising Arizona, I gave an eight to. Yeah. This oh man fuck this was on my whole list I gotta figure everything out I gotta reassess my life just like uh, all the characters in this movie. You, you want to open up that pub now? Oh fuck, Derek the chef made me think, made me feel. All right, guys, um, liwstudios.com for me, Loitering in Wonderland and YouTube. Dick. <laughs> Nothing. Jansen. The, the PSA says it all. Jansen is yeah, not. Oh, sorry, yeah. I was muted. I thought we have a PSA. What's going on, dude? I just, I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm not used to being positive. I'm, I'm thrown off. Get it together. No, you guys are right. Okay. Uh, the Our government of Wonderland has a PSA for us to throw at the end here. Oh, shit. It's taking over. Citizens of Wonderland, rejoice in the fact that we have covered another movie on the show. Go to liwstudios.com for more videos and podcasts. Subscribe to Loitering in Wonderland on YouTube. Search on Amazon for books by Richard Pierce. Until next time, and in the meantime, 
We are Phoenix West, Dick Dickett and Jansen Carlin. So long citizens. All hail our glorious leader. Shut off the fucking show now. It's your barbecue and it smells just good. <laughs> Still throwing a Con Air joke at the very end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>